You're listening to Money Talk on RTHK Radio 3. It's time for View from Japan. Martin Schulz, Chief Economist at Fujitsu, joins us now. Martin, good morning. Happy Tuesday. Good morning, Mega. Thank you for having me. Great. Um, let's kick it off with what Japanese markets are up to. The Nikkei is uh, off to a stellar start yet again. You've got fresh record highs. I think we're starting to get a bit tired of talking about that, aren't we? But uh, good news all around. And you know, I want to talk about Warren Buffett and his much-awaited annual shareholder letter. And yesterday that was released and he said that he loves investing into Japanese companies. He owns um, over 9% stake in five major firms. And his uh, reasoning is that Japanese companies follow shareholder-friendly policies that are quite superior to those practiced in the United States. Now, we've talked about Japan's shareholder-friendly policy, but shed some more light on these practices. You know, the Tokyo Stock Exchange and its stated aim of introducing and implementing policies that are shareholder-friendly. Well, he certainly loves his investment into Japan's trading houses. Mm. Japan's trading houses are, well, in many ways, a very good indicator for the overall Japanese economy. It is uh, Japan needs a lot of energy, which basically comes all from abroad. And this is where these trading houses are trading and investing. That was a very good play. But they're also investing into more, well, consu- closer, closer to the consumer side uh, in terms of digitalization, in terms of uh, consumer trends. So they're balancing basically, well, the, uh, the, the upside of the economy where things are coming in and then the economy where it is recovering in terms of consumer trends. And he had impeccable timing uh, at the start of the pandemic when everything was down and he was simply looking at valuations and Japan's valuations were extremely low. He was taking on loans in Japanese yen at around between zero and one percent uh, 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 cost for his loan. And this was just a brilliant play for him. And uh, so he's posting about it. No, clearly he's boasting about it. And interestingly, you know, like you mentioned, he had invested into the Japanese markets uh, through debt financed uh, capital. And, you know, uh, in his letter, he also touches upon foreign exchange. And he talks about how, uh, you know, we can't forecast market prices of major currencies. He says we he doesn't think he could hire anyone who could, uh, you know, forecast uh, currency prices either. And let's talk about that. Japan USD now. Now, trading over that 150 mark, just in the last two months alone, we've had, you know, the Japanese yen move from around 140 to 150 plus sort of levels now. What's your outlook on the Japanese yen going ahead, especially, you know, given the impact it has on foreign investor returns? Yeah, well, as always, he made a point that he cannot mm. forecast uh, exchange rates. Mm. And he also made his point that nobody can actually do that. And if you try to, you're a fool. Yeah. So uh, let's not make ourselves too much of a fool. But what is very clear is that the Japanese yen is extremely weak in historic terms. Uh, when you uh, when you put into your equation that the Japanese inflation 
or deflation was always much lower than international, the Japanese yen should be much stronger. It has been, um, until three, five years ago, around 100, a little bit above 100 mm. uh, to the dollar, and now it is around 150. So for Mr. For Mr. Uh, Buffett, of course, uh, this was also part of the bet, but he made a point that he took out Japanese yen loan, so he's not leveraging it with the exchange rate. Most investors who are now coming into Japan leveraging it quite a bit because Japan is so incredibly cheap in terms of the assets prices in international comparison, not just to the U.S., but also to much of the rest of Asia, that investors are now going, oh, we go in cheap and we hope to come out when everything gets a little bit more to normal and I wouldn't be so sure about it. Uh, the main reason is Japan has been printing so much money over mm. such a long time that it's really questionable how fast and when the Japanese yen will get stronger again. Right, and market participants are also trying to you know, take a call on when we might see those negative interest rates in uh, Japan come to an end. March to April is the sort of not, you know, timeline that's been talked about. Are you still... Do you still think that we could have uh, the Bank of Japan move on the interest rate front uh, in the next uh, month or two? You're completely right. Everybody is waiting for the Bank of Japan because, well, when the reason of the very weak yen is that Japan has been printing so much money and pushing so much liquidity into the market, this the entire trend might change when the Bank of Japan changes its policy, so becoming more restrictive. Uh, becoming more normal as a central bank, not just financing the government as much as it has been doing, but looking after the overall economy. This is quite likely. Everybody basically focuses on April, because this is when the new fiscal year in Japan starts, when the banks have closed their accounts, so not too much disruptive would get into that for the last minute. Uh, March is also possible. The problem for the Bank of Japan is the economy is cooling. So increasing interest rates, becoming more restrictive when the economy is cooling is usually not a good idea. This is what they would like to avoid. Also, the Federal Reserve might uh, lower interest rates, so they would be going against the trend again. Mm. So uh, March, April is really a good point, and I would expect them to normalize policy by then. Right. And Martin, before we go, a quick word on the Nikkei. We've, we're right now at about 39,000, just under the 39,300 mark, back at those levels seen in 1989. But this time around, traders, investors, everyone seems to be a lot more comfortable on the valuation front. Your sense? This is simply because the valuations are much better than during the bubble. It's an entirely different time, but you cannot do easily the Warren Buffett bet anymore. So mm. the baseline of the economy with the trading houses, that might be gone. That you have to look for companies and with a good business model, looking towards the future in terms of digitalization, digital services being invested in, in, in the rest of Asia with new trends. This is where the value is right now in the economy. Fantastic, Martin. We leave it there. Thank you so much for joining us this morning.